I would like to dedicate this week's episode of Be Well With Stuff, the podcast, to the kid in the kayak. That is at least what I've been referring to him as for the last few years because I don't know what his name is, but he is an awesome guy who's a lifeguard to whom I probably owe my life, or at least a really awesome experience. This week I'm sharing with you the story of the time I did not drown in Lake Erie, the time I did complete a triathlon, and three really important life lessons that that taught me. Let's get started. Hey there. Welcome to Be Well With Stuff, the podcast, the show for women who know that personal wellness can be an actively pursued goal and who are ready to tackle building healthier daily habits with a little bit of good humor, a little bit of grace, and a lot of coffee. I'm Steph Jenko, your holistic nutrition coach and your host, and I'm here to help empower you to create and maintain a healthy lifestyle you love, a lifestyle that gives you the strength, energy, and confidence to go after your wildest dreams. Okay, so a few years back, I was doing a lot of races. I was running 5Ks. I did an 8K. I did the ride for Roswell a few times, and I'd worked myself up to like 40-mile rides. And I was feeling like pretty good, pretty strong. And uh, my boyfriend at the time was signing up for a triathlon. And I was like, that's so fun. I could probably do a triathlon. Um, We reflected a little bit on the fact that I didn't actually – swim that much. But I was like, that's fine. It's one more thing. I'll practice swimming. And then, you know, I'll put all the pieces together. It'd be no big deal. So I signed up for a triathlon sprint, which according to the website was a half a mile swim, a 12 mile bike and a 5k or 3.1 mile run. So I was like, okay, no big deal. I've, I've been running 5ks. I know I could bike that. I better work on my swim. So I started going to our local high school pool for some lap swims, did some, you know, swam some laps, reacquainted myself with the water. And I was like, great, that'll that'll be fine. You know, I wasn't really worried about being a competitive participant in this race. I just thought it would be fun to complete and fun to challenge myself a little bit. Well, what I didn't actually account for in this um, experience is that the swim was in open water. The swim was in Lake Erie. I'm from Buffalo. I think a lot of, well, outside Buffalo, and I think a lot of you who listen to this are also from the Western New York area. So you're probably familiar with going to the beach, going to Lake Erie. We've done that my whole life. I used to work at Woodlawn Beach. I I used to work there. I mean, I worked there a summer, like eight times. (laughs) I worked at the restaurant there, but going to the beach, going to Lake Erie, it was not unfamiliar, Um, but I never really swam, swam in Lake Erie. I'd like play in the waves, you know, swim a little, go in the water, but I didn't like swim it. So I had in my head this whole time, you know, I can swim. I've been swimming in the pool. I can do this other stuff. Did not account for the open water. So we're driving down. This was, um, it's the Dunkirk Triathlon, Dunkirk Tri, if anybody is again familiar. So driving down there the night before, and driving along kind of the the road that's along the shore of the lake, and I'm watching these waves 
crash against the shore. And suddenly I was overwhelmed. It was like they were crashing over me with dread. I was like, what am I even thinking about? What made me think that I was going to be able to do this? Filling me with doubt, filling me with overwhelm as I'm watching these waves crash. I'm like, it's okay. We'll, we'll get down there. I will go in the water. I'll, you know, I'll get acquainted I'll, again to open water this time. And I'll, you know, I'll get familiar. I'll get comfortable. So got down there. Um, I, you know, put on a bathing suit and I stood at the edge of the water and I just stood there and I couldn't get in and I'm doubting everything. I'm like, what am I even, what am I even thinking about? So I'm standing there, would not get in the water the night before. I'm starting at this point to talk myself out of doing the swim. I'm like, maybe I'll just go and I think, I don't remember what they call it, like a biathlon? I've heard that or duelathon. See, I don't know this language, guys. I'm not, I'm not a competitive racer. So I'm like, maybe I'll just cut the swim and I'll do the bike run portion of it. I always have that option. And I swear that that's the only way that I let myself get to sleep that night was telling myself, you don't have to actually do this. We can, you can back out of it tomorrow. It'll be fine. So the next morning I get up, psyching myself up that whatever I do when I get there is going to be fine. I'll see how the waters is, you know. So get get dressed and get to the race location, like the starting point. You know, get my numbers. They I did not know what to expect. So they pin the number on just like onto your shirt, but they also write the number like on your arm and stuff because you're going in the water. <laughs> so you're like kind of like tattooed with your number for the day and you get the number on your bike and you get your bike in the rack and preset your other clothes and your water and all this stuff. And I'm looking around at the other participants and I realize everybody else is wearing a wetsuit. And I was not wearing a wetsuit because again, I am not a competitive athlete, nor am I a swimmer. And Almost everyone, I should say. Almost everyone's wearing a wetsuit. And so I'm standing there feeling petrified in like Nike spandex running shorts and sports bra that I was just going to wear for the whole race and just put a shirt on. And I'm standing there like, what? What am I going to do? I didn't know. And then suddenly somebody hands me a swim cap. And I'm trying to figure out how to shove my hair into a swim cap because I don't even know how to put one of those on my head. And I'm standing there going... Steph, you're dressed. You are ready. You are as ready as you're ever going to be. You are dressed to swim, standing here. There are lifeguards. You can swim. What's the worst that'll happen? You doggy paddle your way through it and be done, right? So I did it. So I, I, I don't, I feel like I was in a trance the whole time. I like walked my way to the edge of the water. I waited. The whistle blew. I dove in the water and immediately thought I was going to drown. Wave over my head, bodies everywhere, arms are flailing next to me. And I'm like, this is where I die. Essentially, I was like, this is probably it. I think I should have prepped my family for this better. I should have done something differently because this is probably where I go down. And it was clearly obvious to um, everyone around me, including the other racers, that this girl was like about to drown because as I'm, you know, fighting against the waves and fighting through other people's waves, this girl swims by me and she goes, you know, you can grab a kayak if you need to. I'm like, girlfriend, I don't even see the kayaks. Like, what, are, what am I looking at? So I look and there are kayaks kind of stationed around the outside of this half mile swim route. Mm -hmm. Like, well, 
that is very good to know. So I, I needed to regroup. So I like raise my hand in the air. I wave it. This kayak comes over and I confirmed this fact. I'm like, so I heard that I can flag you anytime I need you. And they're like, yes, that's what we're here for. I'm like, great. That's perfect. So I took a deep breath, regrouped a second, kept swimming. And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of doing this, kind of doing this, feeling okay. I look up again and I'm like, you have not even made it like a third of the way through. So you're going to need some support. So I stopped at the next kayak and I'm like, I'm just going to need a minute. May I please hang on to the edge of your kayak? Yes, you may. Okay. Mm -hmm. Breathing. People are passing me, passing me. Now, important to remember, I signed up for the triathlon sprint. That's like half the distance. So not only are people passing me, they're like, they're doing twice the distance that I am. So they're essentially lapping me. So I regroup, I keep swimming. I, you know, feeling okay, because now you kind of swim like in a triangle, you swim out into the lake, and then across, and then back in, which was sweet, because the waves kind of help carry you back in, right? So that first leg was definitely the toughest, I hit the second, I'm swimming across, I'm like, okay, this isn't too bad. Well, by the time I'm getting to the point where I'm almost ready to turn and do the last third in back to the shore, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally not going to make it, I'm going to drown again. So I flagged down this kid who I am dedicating this episode to. I flagged down this guy in a kayak who's probably like, I don't know how old you have to be to be a lifeguard in open water like this, but I want to say he was like 19 or 20. And I flagged him down and I said, I'm going to need you to follow me until I make it to, until my feet can touch. He's like, you want me to follow you? I'm like, yes, I need you to follow me until I can touch the ground. He's like, Okay, lady. So he did. So it's me and one elderly gentleman who was probably like 70 are left in the water. And this kid in the kayak is escorting us graciously to the shore. I make it to the shore. Crowds, you know, my adoring fans of strangers are cheering because I did not indeed drown. I thank the guy in the kayak and I run toward the next the next part, which is the bike, right? Mm-hmm. This is where I want to pause and share with you the first lesson I've learned here. The first lesson is dive in before you're ready. Mm-hmm. If I had waited until I thought that I was a strong swimmer, until I really believed I was a strong swimmer and I had open water swimming experience, I probably would never have done it. I don't ever see myself, honestly, ever being more prepared than I was then because I'm not an active swimmer. I'm not, I don't live by a beach. I don't swim in the ocean or in the lake. I don't really see myself ever being more prepared. And if I had waited, if I'd said, well, maybe I'll sign up for a triathlon next year, or maybe I will try this next time, or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll wait until I'm stronger or faster or whatever. I honestly don't think I ever would have done it. So my first lesson I learned there was really truthfully dive in before you are ready instead of waiting around for some kind of magical more readiness. You're going to miss out on so many experiences. This was a, like a tremendous experience that is mine, right? I have this experience forever now and I wouldn't have had it if I've been waiting for a different kind of readiness. So literally sometimes you just have to dive in, let it be hard, let it be overwhelming, look for help or support where it's there, where it is there for you. Um, But don't let the fear of like not being ready, 
keep you from having that kind of experience or any kind of experience that you're Mm -hmm. thinking of. Sometimes you just got to be brave. Really think that brave is not being Mm -hmm. scared. It's like being scared, not being ready, but doing it anyway, because you still think that it's the right move for you. So I want to see you be brave. Now, I got out of the water and I ran to my bike and I have a picture someone took of me standing there next to my bike. And I think it's the funniest picture ever because I'm standing there sopping wet and I've got, you know, my number on my ankle, my number on my arm and my hair is dripping and I'm chugging water next to my bike. And it's the only bike in the rack because of course I was the second last person out of the water. And I think the the older man made it on his bike faster than I did. Right. Cause I, I honestly don't remember seeing him again after we got out of the water. So I'm standing there by my bike, (laughs) catching my breath. I get on the bike and I'm like, my heart is pounding because I almost drowned and I didn't. And I was feeling like so exhilarated in this moment that I jump on my bike. It turned like the sun started peeking out. It was a super nice day, kind of a country road, straight shot ride. I'm like, this is great. I can bike, bike forever. So I'm on my bike and I'm enjoying the scenery and kind of you know, smiling to myself, soaking it in, right? Like soaking in the experience, having a grand time. And then I noticed two things. One, um, I was going very slowly (laughs) because like I looked down at my um, speedometer on my bike and I'm like, you are just having a lovely little ride here, aren't you? You are not racing. So I realized I was just enjoying my bike ride. So I picked up the pace a little bit at that point. The other thing that I realized was that I was alone. It was just me on the road. I could not see another bike ahead of me or behind me. I think very early on when I got on the bike, kind of very shortly after I got on, um, some bikes were passing me in the opposite direction. Like, you know, the people who made it out of the water in a reasonable time without a kayak and were already like biked and were coming back. Those people I passed at first, but then it was just like nobody. It was just Steph on her bike enjoying the scenery. So that was kind of wild. And it was at that point that I think lesson number two registers. And lesson number two was that it is not about them. It's about you. Do it for you. And that applies to anything. Um, Anything that they're, that's competitive or anything where you feel like you are comparing yourself to someone. There's always going to be somebody faster, stronger, unless, I mean, I don't think any of us listening to this are like a world class athlete, Olympian or anything like that. And if you are like, oh my gosh, thank you for listening to my podcast. I'm Steph, please send me a message. But for for most of us, for the most part, there's always going to be somebody faster, somebody stronger, somebody smarter, somebody you think is more creative, somebody you think is more beautiful. It doesn't matter. It's not about them. It's about you. And you are capable of your own growth and your own personal best. And you just got to show up for you. You got to compete against yourself. You got to challenge yourself, push yourself to grow, do it for you because it's not about them. It's about you. And that is what I learned as I'm just trolling along on my bike, looking at the wildflowers on the side of the road and soaking up the fact that I finished one step of something that was super, super hard. And I was just on to the next step. That was just, you know, my competition. And really what my goal was, was to finish the darn thing. 
And I figured I made it through like the hardest part, which in hindsight, that must be why they put the swim first, right? So you don't drown. Because if I had run and then gotten in the water, Lord help me, like they would have been pulling me out. Yeah, so I, I'm biking. I, I finally finished the bike, put the bike back in the rack. And at least I'm seeing other people again. So I'm in the right place. Put the bike in the rack and it's time for the run. And the run suddenly felt like the easy part because I was running all the time. That part, I shouldn't say easy because I was exhausted, but I understood it. And it was so cool to be at the part where I felt like I understood what I was doing. You just got to run. And I'm sure it did not look pretty. It was not good form. I know I was huffing and puffing. My arms were probably flailing. Um, I had my music on, my my headphones on. So I remember I hit the one song. It's like my favorite song to run to. And it is um, Florence and the Machine, The Dog Days. The Dog Days are over. I don't know if that's what it's called. But anyway, there's this part in the song and I ended up just, I just kept clicking back and playing the song probably six or eight times over and over again. Because there was the one part in the song that goes, run fast for your mother, fast for your father, run for your children, for your sisters and brothers. And I was like, yeah, I'm here for this. So I'm running and I'm kind of like singing and laughing and crying because I was so dang proud of myself. And it ended up that the 5K, the run part, was one of my best 5K times I've ever had. And I think I was just so like on pure adrenaline at that point. I was just exhilarated and going for it. I was like, I'm not leaving anything else behind, right? Like that song says you can't carry it with you if you want to survive. And that I was feeling that. So I was like, I can't mm-hmm. hold back at all. I am pouring out every ounce of strength mm-hmm. that I have. And I was so proud. And I crossed the finish line again. I'm like, laughing and crying and stumbling through. And my third lesson here, my third takeaway, and I think about this all the time. My third lesson is to celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself all the time. Start focusing on what you are doing and who you are, not what you're not doing or what you're not right? Focus on what you are doing and who you are, the person you are going to be, going to become the person you're working on and the person you are right now and celebrate that. You got to find joy. You got to make it fun. You've got to make life this like fun little party in your own head, in your own world. Even if sometimes it's a party of one, even if it's just you, it is just you out there crossing your own finish line, whatever that is that you are working on, on accomplishing, or you're working on growing or working on letting go of, it's got to be just you out there celebrating the way that you cross your own finish line over and over again, every day, the song that's in your head, the music that's playing, the party that you are having, the wildflowers you are looking at, the joy that you are finding, you've got to find a way to celebrate. Because life is too hard all on its own, right? I could have felt so defeated here. I could have noticed, which I did notice afterward, I think I was the last finisher. I think I was like the the longest, the, the last one of the sprint. There were people coming in behind me, but those people, um, like I said, did twice as much distance as I did. So I was, I was th- the last one of my race. I think that must mean that the older man passed me on the bike or the run somewhere. 
I could have let that eat away at me and say, you are 29 years, I think it was 29. You are 29 years old and you let a 70 year old man beat you. I could have let that get to me. I could have say, said, you didn't prepare enough. You did, you almost drowned. What were you even thinking? Right? I could have gotten to myself about this, but there was none of that there. It was just pure joy and pride and celebration. And I think back on that sometimes when I start to get at myself, really start to think about celebrating, just celebrating and finding the joy a little bit more. So now it is your turn, my friends. It is your turn to one, be brave, to start before you are totally ready. It is two, your turn to challenge yourself, to give yourself the opportunity to grow. And to three, to have a little bit of fun and to celebrate your own joyful movement and what you are capable of. I have a few ways I'd like to invite you if you'd like to do this with us. Um, there are a group of us in the Western New York area, again, who are going to get together to complete a 5K together. We're going to do a run on Sunday, June 5th at 9.30 in the morning at UB, the University at Buffalo. And it is the Girls on the Run 5K. Girls on the Run is a national organization that supports health um, healthy eating and exercise through like a running club that also allows them to talk about um, mental health and wellness with girls that are like fourth grade through middle school age. It's a girls running club. So it's called Girls on the Run. They sponsor 5Ks in all their divisions every year that anybody can join. And it's like $25 to sign up, but your money goes to Girls on the Run to help continue their programming and events. We are going to join together just in community to do a race together, to challenge ourselves, to be brave, to celebrate what our bodies can do, and to um, raise a little bit of money for um, an organization that helps other girls to do the same thing. So if you would like to join us, all you have to do is send me a message. Shoot me a message um, on Instagram or email Steph at BeWellWithSteph.com. Let me know that you are going to do this with us. Um, if you want to prepare a little bit along the way, there's a couple ways you could do that too. One, um, we're using the app Strava. It's S-T-R-A-V-A. I have no affiliation with them. I just like the app and it lets you host challenges. So if you get the app Strava and follow me, Stephanie Junko, just like search for me and my um, picture will come up, Stephanie Junko, follow me on there and I can add you to a miles challenge where we're just together um, using the app every time we go for a walk or a jog or a hike or whatever. Um, and just kind of encouraging ourselves to move more and to check in with one another as we do it. So that's like, again, it's a totally free thing to do, but just a way to get yourself moving in community with one another. And then inside my online membership community, Be Well Together, we're going to continue supporting movement there as well. So building good exercise habits, um, home strength workouts, nutrition for exercise, and then community that's involved there too. So if you want that kind of online support while you are getting back to more movement as we get this spring weather, you could start a free trial. There's a free seven-day trial. You can come on in, see if it's a place you want to hang out. You have access to all the months of materials, resources, and videos and stuff from before, recipes. So you can go to bewellwithstuff.com slash together. And you can find all the information there on the um, membership community. 
and you could start your free trial. But any way that you want to do this, whether you want to come inside the membership and prepare with us, if you want to use the Strava app and just get a little bit more of your own on your own um, movement in, but do it like in connection with other people, you could do that. Or if you want to go big and sign up for the 5K with us, I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you be a bigger part of our community. And I'd love to watch you challenge yourself. Watch you celebrate what your body is capable of, what your mind is capable of. And I know some of you listening to this are still hanging on to the, but I'm not really ready for that idea. And I wanna, I wanna challenge you to let that go. I wanna challenge you to dive in, to start before you're ready. I want to see you be brave. Thank you so much for listening to Be Well with Steph, the podcast. When there are a million things that you could be doing, I appreciate your choosing to hang out here. And I am proud of you for continuing to work on your own wellness journey. I invite you to head over to BeWellWithStuff.com for the details from this episode, my blog, upcoming events, and lots of other resources. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. I'm BeWellWithStuff everywhere you like to hang out on social media, so come on over and say hi. Until next time, my friends, be well. Today I won't be overwhelmed.